Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guest's big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built vacation rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie. Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we are joined today by Ben Jemshai, who is CEO of Wimstay. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. We are super excited to hear about Wimstay. And I know I've, I've heard a little bit about your path over the past couple of years. And Annie's caught me up to speed on some of the more recent things that have been going on. But a lot of great things uh, with your company. So excited to dive into that. Can you give our listeners just a little bit of history of, of who you are and what Wimstay is? Uh, you bet. So, you know, I um, am a coastal boy who's traveled a lot. And uh, early on, I uh, was fortunate enough to be involved with a few really smart people. And I was in the right place at the right time. So I was able to put away a couple of bucks and along the way, you know, buy uh, a few at the time were just uh, properties for myself to vacation. And it turned out in the 90s and 2000s that it, there were great investments. Uh, what I'm doing now, which I didn't really know it was, uh, I'm going to, it's going to lead me to here. But um, so what Wimstay does is what we do is, is essentially we're the hotel tonight of the vacation rental. Okay. So Ben, you talked about, I know when, when you and I met earlier, um, we talked about kind of your your journey. Um, and one of the things that stood out to me was that you um, said, and it kind of aligned with how Alex and I have looked at our path, is that there was just um, kind of a culmination of events that led you into this into this business. And so you talked about, um, you know, where how you grew up in California and the differences between your parents and how you kind of learned to be disciplined, but you also learned to be a little bit of a free spirit. And so I wonder, did that upbringing kind of take you full circle and get you to Wednesday? Was it that need to uh, explore and want to have others have the opportunity to explore again through vacation rentals, you know, to have a vacation experience? Absolutely. You know, it's not just Wednesday. It's all the points of reference in my life that I look back and I see the correlation between who I am today and my upbringing. You know, I, as I told you, you know, I had a a uh, very disciplined father. Uh, he was in the military. He, my mother was, if you will, a granola girl. She, <laughs> you know, she, I, I remember as a young kid having, uh, you know, I always had headaches and, and she would dig into the ground in the backyard, pour water, get it all muddy and stick my feet in it. And that, <laughs> that, that was the remedy, you know? Did it so, work? Did it work? It, and it actually, yeah, you know what? It works to this day. Wow, so, I, I might have a lot of uh, holes in my yard. Yeah, so you know, and and so along the way, and, and let me give you a, a kind of paint a picture of what I mean that all the points of reference are as a result of that. You know, I I I found that you know on when I faced challenges along you know throughout my life, I always had this this ability to 
look at it with a creative point of view at, with as well as having the discipline to follow through and solve that problem. So it what it was, you know, it's really it's hard, kind of hard to articulate, but it was a combination of the, you know, the flexibility with the rigidity of discipline, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So so along the way, it had a lot of lot of influence uh, in in the ventures that I that I started, and I was able to overcome certain obstacles and get get it to the finish line. You know, again, as as a result of having that discipline and being able to being able to see what others really don't. Sometimes, yeah, interesting. So, and, and your background, uh, you went to Stanford very early, right? Sixteen years old, I believe. I was 14. Yeah. 14. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> I had that wrong. I, I mean, is that a record? I, I've never heard of anybody going to college no, no, it's, not. That early. It, it's, it's actually not a record, but no, oh, it wow. was, uh, yeah. It, it, back then. So this was in the mid eighties and they had an accelerator program and it was run through in a, so I got in through association with SRI. And, uh, so they allowed me to attend Stanford and, and also, be groomed to uh, work at uh, at the research institute. So wow. it, it was it was you know what I'd love to say that it was all fun and games and it was exciting. <laughs> but being you know at that age, I was you know when I was you know eight years old, they were driving me to a high school. Wow! So it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the 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 greatest of experiences. Not being yeah. with your own age group and and not having those you know those childhood experiences. Right. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So you're, you're probably an old soul then. <laughs> that's exact. That's exactly yeah. right. That's yeah. exactly right. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So when you were at Stanford at that age, I mean, obviously back in the mid eighties, I mean, technology and the internet wasn't anything like it is now, but what were you interested in at that point? You know, even, even back then it was, you know, I, I, um, I was really in, interested in technology. Okay. You know, it was, you know, we had, uh, you know, the, the, cobalt language, if you will. Yeah. If you yeah. recall. Yeah. It was in its uh, early days, at least for, for uh, college kids. And, you know, philosophy was also one of my, one of my uh, closest to my heart. You know, I, I, re- I really enjoyed the thought process and, and, and discovering why, you know, why are we here? Why is this this way? Why is yeah, that that way? Yeah. You know, very inquis- inquisitive. So when yeah, you got out of Stanford um, with the technology side of things, so I, I know that you said that you actually didn't complete Stanford and I can imagine there's a host of reasons at that age why, you know, why that your path would change. But when you got well, out of I, I, can, I can quickly tell you, you know, again, it goes back to the, you know, a combination of parents. And, uh, you know, I got this from my mom and anytime anyone tells me you can't do this, I I, I have to do it. So I, I got, in, I got in a bunch of trouble at Stanford. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, not only that, but it, it just wasn't the environment for me. And, and I, you know, I was too young. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine. So you, so you got out of Stanford and you kind of did some soul searching, I would imagine. I did. I yeah. did. Yeah. And so I think you mentioned that you, and I, and I guess that the timing, trying to figure out the timing, you had developed um, a software for an accounting software, was it? With some, some yeah, it was, it was back-end accounting uh, software that was done back then, if you recall, the merchant service mm-hmm. um, services was all uh, dial-up telephone, or it was, you know, it was just in, the, in, its, in its infancy, it was starting, right? And so two, two grads and I, 
um, got together and we developed a software that got picked up by a large firm, large bank. And so early on, I, I uh, after after getting out of that, I basically literally hopped on a plane and went abroad and spent a lot of time uh, with, you know, I spent a lot of time in, in Africa. I spent a lot of time in India, in Tibet. Uh, it was a blast, you know? It was probably the best decision uh, I have ever made because it allowed me to understand a little more about the, about, you know, my own humanity and, and, you know, and, and be okay with what had happened, what I thought was a, a you know, a, a bad hand dealt to me, you know, as a, as a young kid. And, and so I, I had an appreciation for, for people. I started loving people. It was, it was a wonderful, it was a wonderful experience. That's, wow, that's, that's such amazing. I think everybody would want to have something like that in their life to be able to go out and visit other cultures and kind of find oh, yourself yeah. along yeah, the way. So what a I can only thing. imagine what perspective that gives you now as the CEO of your company too. I mean, both from how you see things, but also how you're able to see your employees and your customers and your vendors. I yeah. mean, that's a, a very varied background to bring to the table. You know, Alex, I, I think I think the perspective, and I, I don't know if maybe most people, especially CEOs, aren't going to agree with me, but that's okay. You know, I don't, I don't think of myself in that. I don't even know what a CEO is. I, the way we run our company is, I'm a worker amongst workers. Right. I've got, exactly. a, I've got a dynamite. I've, I'm, I'm part of a dynamite team that yeah. that uh, affords me the ability to have the time to to plan based on their performance. Yeah. Right. That's a great place to be. Yeah. So yeah. a CEO, you know, if that, if that means a worker amongst workers and I show up to work and I, and I, and I'm amongst my peers, then yes, it, it's wonderful. So I think that's, you know, I think uh, one of the biggest lessons of, you know, my, my entire, you know, we were, we were talking about journey, my entire journey from, from inception of the moment that I started realizing that I can comprehend, I am not just the center of the universe, but there's more than me <laughs> to this point, to this point of being involved in an amazing company that is innovative, that's, that is really involved in, in business, not for the sake of, okay, I'm going to, you know, make legendary wealth for my grandchildren, but rather, Hey, let's do something for, for the industry. Let's do yeah. something for the traveler. Let's do something yeah. for the host. Let me be part of that solution. And that's yeah. a wonderful thing to be a part of today. Yeah. You know, I love that. And I love it that. is, it really is. One of yeah, the things that's, that's really exciting about the people that we get to interview and, and you just, you just exemplified it is just the passion of the people that are in this industry. And I, I'm curious to know, one of the things we like to dig up is that moment, that aha moment, that light bulb moment for you. When was it that you decided like, I've got to do this. Like Wednesday is the thing that I need to be diving into and put my heart and soul into. What was that? What was that pivotal moment for you? I'll tell you exactly where it was. And uh, I'm going to divulge a little bit of uh, um, IP here, but uh, I'll go to the extent because we're in the process of the actual patent being, being, uh, being um, approved. Um, so I, my eldest daughter, Nadia was, uh, and this is post actually getting into Wednesday and doing a little bit of research or starting Wednesday, getting, doing a little bit of research and, and finding out that it's not just, 
It's not just a personal problem with my properties, but rather it's an, you know, it is, it's a, an issue that just about anyone that I have had talked to or any, um, you know, research that I had done said that, okay, this is a problem that I don't have to shake you and say, you got a problem. I got a solution. Yeah. Why don't you buy my solution? But rather, right. right. rather we all have this problem and, and we've just given up because we don't know how to solve it. Yeah. Right. Post that when I really decided that this is the moment that we're going to really alter and, and uh, make the difference in an industry that needs a solution yeah. was when my daughter, Nadia came to me and said, daddy, uh, Kim and I aren't talking anymore. And I said, what happened, honey? She said, well, and Kim, mind you, is a childhood friend of hers. So they've known each other for 20 years. And I said, what happened? She said, well, you know, I did one of those Airbnbs again. And she had, after the vacation, the, the, the four of them, all, you know, three out of the four paid me back because I put it on my card. And Kim disappeared once again. We're no longer <laughs> friends. And you know, it really broke my heart. I thought, "Wow, this is this is uh, this is uh, there's there's a way to fix this so that it doesn't happen again, right?" And so I, I went to work and I talked to uh, a couple of my co-founders, and we wrote this wrote this code, and were able to put it through patent pending process. Where now. Uh, you can split your fee, your, your, you know, within uh, at checkout, we created this thing where you can actually uh, split the payment between the travelers, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody does that. No, you got to go outside of the platform to uh, either Venmo or to, uh, you know, one of the splitting apps, you know, a third party app to do that. And, and so once, once, once that came through and we were up, we were able to solidify that that process. Uh, I said, "Okay, I'm in. My my hands are. I'm I'm in with both feet. No going back now." Yeah, that's really interesting. And I think you're right. I, I don't recall any vacation specific sites or travel sites that you can split a payment on. I know for our golf package business, we do allow you to do that at checkout, but. That's a really good point. And I'm not sure why we don't do it on the vacation side because we've got the technology, but um, it, it definitely makes sense. One, so that you don't have to, I mean, people can book when they actually want to book because we get that a lot that, well, okay, I've got to talk to this person. We've got to move money around. We've got to do this. So why not just make it easy for people right from the get-go? So that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. I think in terms of you know your, your point about bringing something to market that just it inherently makes sense that you're not having to go out there and sell sell people on an idea that you've got to convince them of the need. I mean, that's that's awesome. That obviously makes it a lot more enjoyable because you're you're solving a problem, but you're also you know, you're connecting the dots, and that's what it's all about. I mean, that you know, as as a property manager myself, Wim State does is needed. I mean, they're we get a lot of cancellations last minute. We hope that they purchase the travel insurance and the homeowner still does okay on it. But, you know, in a lot of cases that unit goes empty because if that's a three, four bedroom condo to be able to rent that last minute, you know, and in COVID we've been able to handle it a little bit better, but if it's an off season booking to, to rebook it last minute is very difficult. Yeah. And right? I think that that's where this, that's this split pay comes in also to, to help alleviate some of the stress. Cause again, 
these larger rentals, it's it's hard to, to think like, okay, within 21 days, you're going to be able to put together $10,000 very yeah. easily, um, yeah. you know, or somebody going to put it on their own, their own credit card or their own bank statement. So you definitely have kind of solved two problems at we kind of with, with one company, you know, you've created, yeah. created a, a solution. So you, you let the cat out of the bag. You, you said that you guys are in a patent process. So when do you think that that will actually come to fruition? Well, you know, we, we actually received our patent pending, so it's on, uh, you know, it's, it's on the right track. We're not worried about, uh, having uh, infringers since we we are in that process the patent uh should you know i, I can't give you a timeline but it's in within the next 24 months yeah oh, that's itself. really great yeah, yeah, yeah that they just take, they take a while <laughs> yeah, they do. They yeah. take, i've never been through that process before i guess i need to think of something that's worth worthy of being <laughs> yeah. you know i i've got i've got to mention this so i you know it, here's it's it's really funny what um what you were mentioning um hits home because I have yet to, you know, I've been in business all my life. You know, I, I've, uh, if it's not one thing, it's another thing. If it's not an external making money for, for, for profit, it's something on the, that's not for profit, but it's always revolves around some, some sort of a, you know, a, a transaction, if you will, uh, level. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have never woken up thinking, okay, I'm going to invent this thing or I'm going to start this business uh, because X, Y, Z. It's always, always, without a doubt, has been a series of events. Yeah, and filling a need. Let me, exactly. It's a personal problem. It's always yeah. been a personal problem. Yeah. You know, I had, because I, I had this, uh, so I, my, my middle daughter, Lucy, when she was younger, we used to, she had a lot of play dates. And after the play dates, there was a, you know, the parents would take the kids all to, uh, you know, an eating place. And sometimes it was McDonald's. I have no problem with McDonald's. And I love McDonald's, in fact. However, I, I would like my kid to have options, right? And, and they were, most of the McDonald's were isolated in either an, on an island, sort of in, within within a shopping center, where it was difficult to get to get to you know have choices, and and there weren't. So you know that led me to start a company, a, you know, a, a healthy fast food business, so that I can have my daughter have. <laughs> <laughs> more choices than just McDonald's. So, wow. you know, so it was, you know, it's always been a personal problem that in, in a span of time has led to an opportunity that translated into me getting involved that went back to solving that initial problem that started this journey. Yeah. Wow. You've solved a lot of problems. Yeah, <laughs> no, <clearly. laughs> no, it's uh, the fast food business or that, that company. When did you, when did you sell that? Uh, 2011. It was it was bought by uh, um, a large um, restaurant chain. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So from from that journey at that point, lead us up to how Wimstay actually got started. Yeah, you bet. So yeah, so I uh, I told you about my uh, living on on Maui. I don't know if this is post recording or pre-recording yeah. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you again so i was i was living on maui for i i moved there to that late 2012 uh up until 2017 early 2017 and i decided to come back to the to the bay area 
And uh, when I got back, I was looking over my taxes and I, and I noticed that my vacation rentals were, you know, at best at, at 50% occupancy and uh, went to um, the gal who managed my properties. And I said, why, why is this? Can you explain it to me? Because I mean, I've got places in Hawaii. I got places in Tahoe. They're, you know, there's no shoulder season. Mm-hmm. Why, why is there such a low occupancy rate? And the answer she gave me wasn't good enough. So, so I decided that I'm, I'm going to f- find uh, a platform that's an overstock model and have my pro- have her list my properties on, on that, on that platform. Lo and behold, there wasn't anything, you know, yeah. I, I did I research for six months asking people yeah, and I couldn't find one. And so uh, one day I got together with Alex Aliotto, uh, Jim Rossiter, uh, and a couple other friends of mine. And I said, hey, this is my problem. What do you guys think? You want to you help me build a platform and, and maybe we can help people that have the same problem as me? And, and they were all in. You know, wow. timing was perfect. The yeah. timing couldn't have been better. And so in 2018, mid 2018, or late, I'm sorry, late 2018, we incorporated we um, bootstrapped and, and dabbled with uh, different models uh, for about six months to nine, six to nine months. And then we were all, we jumped in, all of us with both feet and, and, and uh, created a plat- platform that went live right before COVID. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you're, you're still very new onto the scene too. That's incredible. Yeah, we're very new. We're yeah. very new. Yeah. yeah. So what has been your biggest eye-opening or biggest challenge that you've faced building an OTA? Um, I know there's a lot because I know we we have our side of the business that's an OTA. So that's a tough question because there's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So let me me answer it, but from a different perspective. Okay, sure. You don't mind. So my exposure to... Uh, the vacation rental industry has been, I've been fortunate enough that it's been through the back door, if you will, dealing with and having uh, relationships with the property management companies and the the people, right? Uh, And I feel really comfortable in that setting. And I'll tell you why, because of, you know, my background of always starting small businesses. And it's always had that small business mentality. It's like going to this place. I was, uh, I traveled extensively uh, in my younger days, also across the U.S. And I know of little tiny towns in Texas, one of them being Uvalde, where you walk into, you know, you walk into a grocery store, you walk into their bank, and it's almost like you're a different planet. Right. It's so yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, the, the, the mentality and the, and the sense, uh, you know, and, and their temperament and, and the way, you know, the warmth of the relationship and the effort they put into it mm-hmm. is, is amazing. So, I don't know if, if challenges, if, if that's a challenge, because in itself, I mean, you've got to, I've got to be able to look at it, you know, a per, having a relationship like that is really difficult to convey. Uh, okay. You're going to be better off with efficiency. You know, part of the charm is the non-efficiency of the, right. Of the yeah, that's very you will, right. Yeah. That's right? So point. it's almost, you know, I'm torn between wanting to, um, you know, so, so, it, so that, I guess that's one of the challenges. Yeah. Now, are you, have you accepted funding? So we've, we, thus far we've raised uh private funding. We've okay. got, uh, one very famous person. In fact, that's, that's 
that loves what we're doing and has put has put a considerable amount of money in, into our company. Can you uh, say who that is, or is that? I can't. Okay. I, I, okay. I, I can't. That was a Hard teaser. It. I'm so sorry. That's I, okay. Yeah, and um, and but you know, uh, I myself have put a considerable amount of money, and we 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 decided that we're not going to raise Series A yeah. uh, funding until we get to a certain certain number of properties on the you know, on the acquisition property acquisition side, and uh, we've reached that. So we're contemplating courting Series A sometime between April and June of uh, 2022. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for the charm and the inefficiency. I really like that. That's a good way to say it, because I think with that white glove service as you're building something that really does make a difference in the relationships that you're able to build. And, you know, those first customers that you get, they become if if done right, they become your evangelists for the company. Right. And that's so important to have those because they're always going to be that, you know, sounding board for when you try different things. And it's it's just great to have that to get started. So and I know Annie with your company, you you've definitely been that same way too, that you know, you guys you provide that true white glove service and you know really just make the relationships with your customers too. Yeah. And I think you run the risk of you know getting too big too quickly and you lose sight of that. So I think I know for myself, just the the interactions that I've had with the Wednesday team and having worked for an OTA, a very large one, it's it's so refreshing to have people that are passionate about it. The CEO is passionate about it. Your you know VP of Sales, your IT, your you know your tech team, everybody is so passionate about what they're doing, and I think that that just speaks to Ben just talking with you just speaks to the way you've set everything up and, and kind of like, again, going back to like those, like the inefficiencies being charming, it's okay to, to be methodical and go slow and and not take the funding until you're absolutely sure that it's the, you know, the right thing, thing to do. So I, I look at your, what you're doing is again, you've, you found a need, you're filling the, the, the solution for that need to, to solve it. Um, where do you think you see yourself as far as Wednesday goes, say in 24 or 36 months? With a patent. Well, yes, with a patent. <laughs> That's exactly right. With a patent. Now, I, I don't have the crystal ball for our industry, nor would I want to, because it would take away the excitement of wow, what's next yeah. for you know, what's next for this for this industry. But my ability to deduce based on what's happened thus far in the past maybe you know, four years, uh, tells me that it's it's going to be uh, a very well-oiled machine, if you will. And when you grow that fast, you've got you've got to you've got to create a business model within the industry that is taking advantage of um, every opportunity to grow. And I and I truly believe with what we have created thus far, we uh, will be able to facilitate the ability for the property management companies and the individual property owners to to keep up with the, that you know that uh, it, that need to pad the bottom line, yeah, if you will, you know that 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 five days that's that that are going vacant right now we won't have the luxury in in 24 months to say that that's okay 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's okay. Let those, it's, it, you know, we'll, we don't have to sell those five days. Just, right. just as a, just as, a, just as a result of, you know, the market forces, there are, there are, there are a lot of money being poured into the industry. A lot of uh, MBAs are, are looking at our, yeah. our uh, business model, the, the whole vacation rental industry, if you will. Yeah. And um, so they're going to have an effect. And we've got, we've got to grow with it, you know, like it or not. Well, and I think your perspective as a homeowner that you had this issue and you understand what things, you know, there's so much knowledge coming into the industry right now, but I think one of the problems is it's just, they're lacking the true understanding of vacation rentals and the, the low margins that we have and the different ways that we have to operate to stay profitable. And, you know, we get this all the time that if we have an opening or even if we don't have an opening that just happened, but if we have a week open and it's within seven days, we'll get requests on Airbnb or Verbo for, you know, will you take $1,500 for a rental that was normally 3000? No, we can't do that. (laughs) I mean, like there's, there's certain tipping points that we're not going to go below, but, you know, even beyond that, you know, it's also got to make sense that in some cases, the offers that we're getting, it's, it won't even pay for us to clean the condo. So this isn't a hotel. I mean, this is a a different business model, but how how do the logistics actually work? I know it's within 21 days that the properties would come up on your site if they're available. Right. So uh, if they're available, they show up on our site, uh, as you said, uh, within the uh, next three weeks. Okay. Uh, what we do is we uh, work with a property management company to negotiate a price that we pass on to the traveler. And, you know, we encourage all of our customers on the property manager side, you know, on the, on the B2B side to, you know, if you can sell it at full price on on Airbnb and VRBO, we encourage you. That's what that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make you more money, right? right? But if it doesn't sell, you've got to pick what what can you live with, yeah. And if and you're willing to to you know uh, list it for, yeah. And and we'll 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 advertise it and, and get someone get some get some bodies in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big opportunity for you guys to come out on Wednesday and say this, this is what the manager is willing to (laughs) sell it for. That's discounted beyond what it was originally listed for. Because I tell you what, we get so many calls from guests, not just the Airbnb VRBO inquiries, but people calling and asking, can you do it for this? Can you do it for that? And it's like, you know, sometimes it just, it, it, baffles me that people try and haggle as much as they do with vacation rentals. I don't, people don't do that with, you don't call a hotel and ask, well, will you do it for this price? They just assume the price is the price. And that goes back to people knowing that, you know, these, these properties, they're not owned by condo world. They're, you know, they're owned by somebody. And they said, well, can you call the owner and ask them? (laughs) No, I mean, they've hired us to make that decision for them. But I think, you know, your platform has that opportunity to say, this this is the lowest negotiated rate, right? Like we don't you don't need to call and ask. Like this is what it's going to be. <laughs> and, and Alex, I, I think that's the direction we're going to be moving to. Back to you know where are you going to see yourself in uh, twenty four months? Yeah, I think the our our industry is growing, and these are part of the growing pains of of okay. We used to be able to just have our own customers come directly to our own site, even before the site. Maybe you advertised in the New York Times, or maybe yeah. it was it was word of mouth, right? But as we grow, we have opportunities to consolidate uh, inefficiencies. For example, you know, 
once people get into that, the, the, the understanding what the entire business model is and the opportunities that they have. Well, right now it's only Airbnb, VRBR, and maybe a handful of other big sites, at least to the people who have just understood what vacation rentals are, right? It's not my grandpa's place that I, my mom used to go right. to, but right. rather it's mainstream today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's professional from top it to is, bottom. It, yeah, exactly. So, so I think in, in time, you know, people like, you know, companies like ourselves, ourselves are, are going to be able to fill in those gaps where, where the, where the travelers are conditioned. Okay. Well, if I want to go last minute and I, you know, I'm, and I'm not going to pick up the phone and call Alex yeah. to see if she can call the owners to get me a discount. Well, right. there, yeah. I can go, go to, go to Wimstay and, and they're already there. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah, it. I think the whole concept makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So Ben, I have a question. So one of the things that Alex and I have been talking with different guests about is sort of the landscape in, in the OTA space. There's so many people that are kind of entering and trying to carve themselves out a, a little niche in the market, or, you know, they just want to be like everybody else, but they're going to do it cheaper, you know, that type of thing. And so there's a lot of discussion um, from my perspective, looking at yield management and yielding channels. And I think you guys allow yourself to be yielded, which is perfect because they can turn it on and off based on, again, the availability within a certain window. Um, but in all that, you know, people look at the OTAs as this, you know, big, big, bad wolf coming to, you know, tear their hen house down. And so how do you guys position position yourself as a, for the business model for a property manager, so that you are selling yourself as a, as a help, not somebody who's just trying to take another piece of their, of their pie. Okay. Um, that's a, that's a, you know, I, 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 no matter how I answer that, that that's going to put me in a pickle, but, I, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So we're, we're the nature of, uh, of any business is you've got to have a transaction that makes uh, sense in order to have to see tomorrow, right? Yeah. So yeah. We, we've got to pay pay our bills. Now there there is the wonderful thing called a free market, and why I say it's wonderful, it has it's almost like how and I'm going to get this wrong, but I'll I'll, I'll attempt it how water ultimately finds that that the the level you know where or is that the saying hills, hills the water. creeks maybe i i, I think i follow something, you something like sure. yeah something like that where, <laughs> where you know a, a free market allows people to come in and if they have the right business model with the the right formula as far as give and take on the price and uh the ones that do it right and are fair will yeah. stay yeah. The ones that don't will eventually fade away. And I don't care if they're as large as large as Airbnb or as small as Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's your gonna be your challenge going forward if you are to in you know accept that investment funding, you know, how you are still able to stay true to that philosophy. And I have no doubt that you won't be able to do that, but that is that is where we see in the rubber meet the road with a lot of companies that they say up front that they're gonna continue to be this one way, but then you know, they can't, I mean, their, their investors just don't allow them to do that. And I, I, I'm excited to see where you go with it because I, I think you will, that, I think that is the whole basis of what your business is. I mean, and as far as how you sell to property managers, you know, Annie, I think what he's told us that sells it to me just in what he said, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, 
you're you're filling a need to alleviate or eliminate the phone calls that we get, the inquiries we get of, you know, can you do it for this? Can you do it for that? And fill units that are not booked yet. So as long as it's a fair commission and it's a, an integration that works, I don't see how it would be a hard thing to sell. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I just playing devil's advocate with, you know, how people yeah. are, oh, it's another OTA. They're trying to take my Right, money. right. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. And I think, I, but I do think, um, I do think that their value proposition is, is, is strong. You know, their commissions are lower than, than everybody else's. I think one of the nice things, Ben, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are going to be merchant of record, correct? So you'll handle the, taking the funds from the guest and alleviate the issue. Because I think that's where a lot of property managers worry inside that small booking window is like, how am I going to make sure I get all my funds? You know, so I think you guys have solved that need as well, correct? We have, in, in fact, not only have we done that, we've gone a step further. And uh, one of our mutual friends at uh, Superhog, they're called Superhog, am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Superhog. So we we have uh, a relationship with Superhog and we're you know, we uh, verify our travelers and, and double check their, their uh, you know, to make sure that, that they are the right guests for our property managers. Mm-hmm. And, and so not only being merchant of record and guaranteeing your funds, uh, but we, all, we also go that extra mile to make sure that we bring you quality travelers that are really going to appreciate and use the vacation rentals as uh, designed. Are there any other OTAs out there that use Superhog or other screening software like that? I don't know that I've heard of any. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but they're that's dynamite. A, Shout great, out to Superhog. Yeah, yeah. No, they're 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 great. And um, we've talked to a few of the companies that are we talked to them and some others that are similar within the industry, but I haven't heard of them actually working directly with an OTA. I've heard of them more working with the property manager. Right. But that's if you're taking that on up front, you know, that's just another benefit to the property manager because it, now you don't have is. to worry about that that Alex, booking. Al- Alex, it is, and this is what we, you know, what we were talking about. We're we're not Robin Hood. And we're not the knight in shining armor. We're we're a bunch of people with a passion for this, for what we're doing. We're badasses. Can I say that? Yeah. Okay, good, good. We love uh, badasses. Yeah. And, and and you know, and we're and we're ready to to make our mark in, in what sense? In, in the sense of implementing what we see is a disparage, uh is a is an unfair playing field. Our marketing director who i believe annie's met noelle russell well yeah yeah she two months ago said something that just warmed my heart you know it was uh, she was telling us a story about when she was a kid and uh growing up in watsonville which is you know right next to santa cruz where i grew up and um one day her dad surprising her and taking her on this on this little trip to a vacation rental and how she won, she, uh, in the morning, she looked out the window and said, wow, I'm going to own one of these one day. Yeah. Right. And neither one of us came from a family of means. You know, I lived in a one bedroom apartment with, with five other people, you know, my parents and two brothers and she, her, her uh, parents were, you know, on a socioeconomic same level. And to, and, and it was as a result of a favor that someone did for her dad to uh, allow them to stay there. And, and, and so that's kind of what we're creating. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got, you know, the industry has all these vacation rentals sitting empty for, for 
that, that aren't being rented, why not allow another experience like Noelle's to right. happen, yeah. to inspire her to grow up and be successful so that she can afford her own or yeah. look out the window and see marine life and become a marine biologist that saves the planet. I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and that's, 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 that's the special thing about our industry. I think is that it just it is truly an entrepreneur type industry that has built, you know, the best conversations that we have with people are stories like that, you know, that they just, they had a passion for it and they made it happen and, you know, bootstrapped, but somehow it's come in become a very profitable business down the, down the line. Yeah. Well, I think we are about out of time. I think Ben, I talk to you all the time, so I feel like I could talk to you forever. Um, but if you will indulge us, um, Alex, I'm going to let you go first this time with your burning question that you would like to ask Ben, and then I'll come up with one. Okay. <laughs> so in, in your lifetime, who has been your biggest mentor and what did you learn from them? Yeah. The man who gave me my first check and, uh, I learned, this from them. And it's interesting you ask me that. I recall him telling me uh, there is nothing like the feeling of coming in first. And now you fast forward 25 years, and I have to disagree with that because I have experienced the uh, most amazing, blissful feeling when I've been involved with ventures where coming in Winning, winning together, if you will, winning together beats it hands down. And the reason I say that is the most influential is because if he wouldn't have said that to me, that thought would have never been in my mind to contest it. Right. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. Okay. So that leads That's me to mind um, with that. If you were to look back at 20 year old Ben, 21 year old Ben, what would you tell him would be your biggest I mean, I don't know, biggest obstacle or biggest challenge that you would face in your journey to You might to have to rephrase point. that as like eight or nine or 10 year yeah, old. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Proportionately, because he's on such a different scale there. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Maybe one thing that stands out to you. Yeah. What What would be my advice to him? Is that yeah, what you're but just, I mean, not necessarily advice, but just like, you know, what, what's something you should look out for? What's something that you should be mindful of? And, and it might go back to this statement here that you were just saying, be mindful of that. But it sounds like you've had such an incredibly colorful life and you've done all these things. There's got to be some things that stand out. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I, yeah, I can tell you which one, what it would be. So I, I, you know, along the journey, I've met some amazing, wonderful human beings and and yet I haven't been able to get marriage down right. I've been divorced three times. <laughs> okay. I have amazing ex-wives and they are amazing moms and we're friends, but I, I wish I could be a better husband <laughs> or at least figure out how to be a better husband. That, that, that's, that's one thing. Well, you've still got time. You've got plenty of years. Yeah, ahead. yeah there's <laughs> fair no point. Up. Fair point. Well, ben, thank you so much for joining us. And and again, I know that next year is really bright for Wednesday. And I personally am excited to see where you go because I know we're working with your Lexicon is working with Wednesday and and your team over there. Alex has been tremendous to work with. Um, so excited to see where you go, and just really appreciate you getting up early on the West Coast to talk with us today. Yeah, you guys are dynamite. Thank you for having me. What's the best way for um, our listeners to get in touch with you? It would be um, shoot me an email at Ben at Wimstay. Ben at Wimstay.com. Okay. Yeah. And the web the website is Wimstay.com. And I'm sure. Wimstay.com is the website. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Awesome. 
Awesome. We'll include links in the, in our show notes too, but uh, thank you everybody for tuning in for another episode. If you want to learn more about Alex and Annie, you can go to alexandannypodcast.com and make sure to subscribe um, on your favorite podcast app. And we will see you next time. Bye.